Rebosa, Rabagatala Bazikatani, Redosa Tane Brogodosia, Lega de Lebrogodolomoso Talam Rabagadalabosia Telebragadasis, Ye Balabasa Talabadiate Gadabosia Talabosa, Lega de Lebosia Talabradisia Talabregadesia, Lega Soto Shebrobosia Talaman de Lebrogodosa, Ragadaboso to Labagadasia Talaman de Legradisia, Leco Soto Shebrabosia Talabosa. Raba Gadalia Soto Provan de Legadusia Talabasis, Eman de Lebradusia Talibradisi, Leco Sopravagadaraboso Talabosa, Malebradisia Tanegradusa Talaba, Magadabosu Tolaman de Lebregras, Raba Gatana Brosso Tolebregras, Mengradusa Taliebradis, Mengradusa Taliebradis, E Balaboso Tolibradusia Talabosa, E Catan de Legadabosia. Leboso tolabasit and le bragadosia talaman de le probos balika dusia talabradisia talabosa leboso tolabagadasia talabas male bragadasia talabos ye balabasa talabas male gradusia talabradis je talabosia talabas le gracia talabregres hallelujah hallelujah lord we worship you Lord, we worship you. We thank you because you are here, ready to bless us. Father, we thank you. You are worthy of praise, worthy of glory, worthy of all our honor. We give you praise. We thank you for how far you've brought us. Uh, we thank you for this year is different. This year we, we, we choose and uh, we have called it the year of the Lord. So we choose to yield ourselves to your Lordship this year. Father, we give you praise. We thank you because we will learn what it means for you to be Lord over our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can somebody celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah. Let's have our seats. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right. How many of us have been fasting and praying? How many of us? All right. Um, Yesterday was awesome for me. Yesterday we prayed in tongues. Praise God. And um, I got testimonies. In fact, right there, um, somebody who had not prayed in tongues before started praying in tongues. Praise God. Um, it was awesome. In my mind, I thought we would come, we will just have a regular prayer meeting where we will pray in tongues and we will just forget about it. Amen. And then it became a question and answer session. It became a seminar. <laughs> Amen. And there were some questions, very fantastic questions. Um, trying to even remember them. Okay, somebody asked, okay, how can I even start to pray longer than, necess- than I normally do now? How do I pray for one hour in tongues? Very legit questions. I know some of us have those kind of questions too. So we're able to answer, I, I believe, we're able to answer some of those questions. Somebody else asked them, um, who which other question? Okay, somebody asked them, um, how do you know that this, the, the baptism that you receive is not demonic? And um, for me, that that is a very legit question. In fact, it has stopped a lot of people from even wanting to go into praying in tongues. Praise God. 
So the reason I'm saying all of this is when we have this kind of meetings and we have these opportunities really to engage in spiritual activity, we need to milk it all. This is not that year that you just let things slide. If you have questions, you ask. If you have concerns, ask. Find somebody. Grab somebody. If you need, like that person that says you need an, an accountability partner. Fine, I joked about it. I said, just stand in the middle of church and shout, I need an account. Somebody will show up. That was a joke, but the truth is, there will always be somebody available for you when your mind and your heart is right towards what you need to do this year. Praise God. God will supply all our needs, including an, an accountability partner. Amen. Praise God. All right, so today... Um, where do we start from? So today, I think we'll probably do a bit of a, a review first, or so, and then we'll now move into what we are doing today. Um, we are, I know, what was the theme for our fasting and prayer, just in case somebody's not aware? I didn't hear you. Sustaining momentum. Uh, so we've done getting momentum, now it's time to sustain it. Amen. So that is the title for today's sermon. Amen. All right, so, uh, all right. When we give our lives to Christ, some people assume that growth is um, inevitable. So you give your life to Jesus and you're wondering, why have I stayed the same way um, since I gave my life to Christ? But the truth is, just like um, I think it was a public, giving access to the kingdom just by you being born again. But there are keys, there are principles that run this kingdom. Amen. Same way, so you attended uh, Gaining Momentum. You probably did all, every single day you sat in front. Your attendance of Gaining Momentum does not guarantee that you will get the benefits of Gaining Momentum. So except you tap into the principles that guarantee success, amen, you will not get any. If you like, if you, in fact, if your chair was here on that day, there is no guarantee Access is not necessarily um, the only key. Access just gives you access. Praise God. It is up to you to tap into the keys that will make you have good success this year. Praise God. All right, so having said that, we are going to touch on some of the things we, we learned during Gaining Momentum. Um, so we, we learned what intentionality. That was if nothing, if you did not get anything. Try gaining momentum. That was it. Every single person that stepped on this stage as a minister of God, in one way or the other, mentioned intentionality. Am I correct? Okay. So if we're talking intentionality, so let me just, maybe I, I want to rush because I know I will be pressed for time today. I just know it. I'm already sensing it in my spirit. And I don't want to chase anybody from that front when they stand. So you will not stand in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you will not need to stand. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what are the things we need to do? So you've got, got into, you went to gain momentum, gaining momentum, and now we are trying to sustain momentum. Some of these things Pastor Jethro talked about last week. Um, some of this Pastor K himself spoke on it on Sunday. The first thing we'll talk about is review and internalize. Okay? Um, another name for that is meditate. So you've received a lot of word. You've received content, in quotes, now it's time for you to sit down, review what you've gotten, internalize. What does internalize mean? Um, somebody give me a scripture. Anybody? Hmm? 
So this book of the law, why, why do we always use that one? Let's find something else. <laughs> As in somehow, by default, somebody just brings that one up. Okay, this book of the law shall not depart from. <laughs> okay, let's say, um, today we're talking about, what's today's prayer? A scripture, I will look to the hills from whence my help comes. Abby, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Okay, fine. How do I take that and make it mine? That's what internalizing is. Anybody can quote that, but if you look at it and you take it and you break it down, you, you tear it apart and you make it your own. That is what internalizing means. So you are saying, I will look to the hills. So no matter where I look to, I will look up and down, I will look left and right, and I will tell myself that my help, no matter what the high plus person I have, no matter what high placed people I have or what uncle I have, I am telling myself, I am coming to a conclusion that my help comes from the Lord. Okay, now the maker of the heavens and now I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself his CV. That's what you're saying there. He is the maker of the heavens and the earth. That means everything that he made, because he has given them to me, then I have no need to fear. Do you see how to internalize? So you can't just come to gain a momentum and then they say, um, be intentional, and then you just write intentional. About what? So if you just wrote, if you are one of those people that just wrote, I will be intentional this year, and then you close your book, you have missed it. Because every person in this place is at a particular phase of their life. So getting into university. Some people just left university. Some people are just trying to get into university. Some people are, are trying to get married this year. Amen. Some people are trying to buy their house. Some people are trying to travel and run away from Nigeria. What? You didn't laugh for everything else I said. If you don't take intentionality as the general word and then make it your own, what are you trying to be intentional about? That's what you need to be asking yourself right now. Praise God. People are still smiling. You really want to run away. Let's stay together. Let's, let's, let's build Nigeria and make her great again. <laughs> Amen. Um, you would delete that part. <laughs> All right. But if you don't take that general instruction, and if you don't make it your own, this year will pass you by. If you don't realize that, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that they said, if you don't realize that the spirit of understanding, you need to submit yourself to the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel. That was um, Reverend Elvis, in case you missed that one. Um, if, if you don't take it upon yourself to say that I will submit myself to the spirit of counsel, to the spirit of understanding and knowledge, then it is still a general word. That means you have not internalized it yet. That means it's not your word yet. So you will come here, you'll be excited about it, but the truth is, two weeks down the line, you would have forgotten it. Because you will enter traffic. You won't remember intentionality. <laughs> then this heat, does this one, Today, yesterday, day before, this month. It's been ridiculous. It will make you forget things you've had in any momentum if you are not careful. So why am I saying all of this? You need to bring it home. So um, I think it was um, um, Reverend, no, Apostle Selman that said that you hear it for the first time, that's just to get your attention. 
then you hear it again and again for you to get understood. So we've caught your attention. Gaining momentum has caught everybody's attention. Who was not blessed by gaining momentum? Okay. I believe we're all blessed. So if we're all blessed by it, then there is a next level to it. That is the part where you now start taking it and tearing it apart until it becomes your own word and your own instructions for the year. Praise God. So that's the first thing. Um, second thing, um, review. So, no, I said review. Okay, second thing, now you write the vision and you make it plain. That's Habakkuk 2, isn't it? Write the vision, make it plain. Write, so sometimes you just read it as one thing. Write the vision. That was one instruction. Make it plain. It's, a, it's almost like a, I don't know what the word is, a prerequisite now that they say. If you just write the vision, if it's not plain, that means you have no understanding of what you wrote. Make it plain means make it simple. Make it plain means make it large. Why? So that he may run that reads it. Some other translations say so that as you are running, you are seeing it. So if you've gotten word, you've gotten rema and all of that from gaining momentum, if you don't break it down to what you can run with, then it's still a waste. It's just good word that you wrote down. I hope I'm making sense. We've not gotten to the main thing. No. But like I said, a lot of these things, Pastor Jethro and Pastor Kia have already talked about. Last Sunday, what did he talk about? This Sunday, this past Sunday. Is this one here? Uh-huh, review. So review is not just for last year. It's also for the things you are already hearing. How does it make sense to me? How can I tear it apart? How can I make it mine? Okay? How do I learn from it? That's what review simply means. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on. Then you act on it. So we said the first one is what? Review and what? Internalize. Second one, write the vision, make it plain. And now you are going to act on it. So you've heard all these things. The Bible says that the forgetful hearer will not be blessed. Abby? So it's the one that hears it, takes it upon himself to do the things that he has heard. If, like I said, all you've done is you've written down a lot of notes because people wrote notes that day, on those days, anyway. But if it stays in your notes, you cannot be blessed. Now you have to act on it. Now you have to do the things that you have. So you've broken it down. Oh, this year, I'm going to pray in tongues no less than one hour every day. And all of these things. I hope you, under, you understand that there's nobody that came here that the word that they gave was just the word for 2022. Or you thought you're just going to be praying for one hour in 2022. You thought you're going to be intentional only in 2022. Hey, you have entered one chance for the rest of your life. Uh, so in, in case you thought that the instructions you got was just for 2022, I'm serious. These are things that will guide you. So 2022 was the year that you started. Did you catch that? 2020. So 2022 is the year that I started praying for a minimum of one hour a day in the spirit. Amen. You will not forget it next year. It will stay with you. So that by 2025, you are probably doing four hours. Amen. But it takes discipline. It takes a willingness to even want to grow. 
So it's not something you get excited about. We have been called to work. We work for the growth. It doesn't fall on us. Praise God. So now, going to what we are going to be doing today, or talking about today. So if we are saying that because the things we've heard and the things we have internalized are not just for this year, then we realize that the journey is very long. Am I correct? Because at age 50, you are still going to be doing these things. At age 60, you are going to be doing these things. And if we are saying that this is the year of the Lord, how many of you know that the Lord is a spirit? And then if we are going to be relating with him, we are going to be relating in the spirit. So if you are going to be relating in the spirit, then you know that by strength shall no man... So you know that you cannot do this in your own strength. And that's where we are going today. So yesterday, we prayed in tongues. That's one of the things. Today, we are talking about fasting. Praise God. So like I said, because you cannot do this in your physical strength, you need to rely on your spirit. But if your spirit is weak, you will fall. You will fail. So that's why we are doing all the things we are doing. So we are are praying and fasting throughout this week and next week. It's not just something we felt we should just do because it's January. No, we understand that these things that we have been asked to do, this life that we have been called to, it will take spiritual strength. And that is what we are doing. We are building spiritual strength. I gave an example yesterday, or an analogy yesterday. So man is made up of what? Spirits. Now, how many of us got born again when we were 20? 20-ish. 20 and above. Okay. I can't see anybody. How many of us were born again from the womb? No. Okay. 20 and above. Okay. So 20 and above means that your flesh... So spirit, soul, body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And the soul is made up of what? I know the people that have done discovery now. The soul is made up of? Ah, two people. What? Ah, 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 ah. Eh, Obona. Chidi. Discovery for everybody. The soul is made up of what? Yeah, you're waiting for the person that knows it. I heard somebody there. That person, just keep quiet. You know who I'm talking about. Every other person, go. The soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. Now, what does that mean? The soul is what says, I will. Did you get that? The soul is what says, I will. This is a fine boy. Emotions. Did you get that? Mind, will, emotions. So, if we're saying man is spirit, soul, and body, that means that the person that got born again at 20 and above has had 20 years of experience of being fleshy or carnal. In other words, their flesh has ruled their lives literally for 20 years and above. Then you now give your life at 21 and you expect that spirit that is freshly born to start. So the Bible says that the flesh and the spirit are in constant war. 
think that's first um is it Ephesians five seventeen, I think. Ephesians five seventeen, I think so. It says they are at constant war. So flesh, spirit, constant war. So the flesh that has had twenty years plus of experience, how many how do you think the spirit that is freshly born will fare against that flesh? So you see something you want to do. Ah, let's pray. I just gave my life to Christ, but they said we should pray for 30 minutes. What, what do you think? Who do you think will win? Do you think the spirits will win? The spirit that just got born last night versus 20 years of sleeping and doing whatever you feel like flesh. So who do you think will win in that scenario? The flesh. So, if we are talking about fasting and prayer, this is what happens. Fasting, no, let's start with prayer in tongues especially. What happens is praying in tongues, you are bypassing your understanding. In other words, you are bypassing the flesh in some situations because your flesh wants, your flesh is selfish. We did all this yesterday, so I'm just recapping. So for the people that were around yesterday, you understand what I'm saying, Abby? Your flesh naturally is selfish. So you want to pray for, I gave the example yesterday, so let's use that. Um, so you're in your office, you have somebody that is really stressing you. So maybe you have, a, you have a boss that is just wicked. You know that it was the devil that sent this one. In fact, you are sure that it's a devil's second born. You know. So he is stressing you. Now, your flesh, because it is under pressure, you want to pray, and you are saying, Lord, please take this man out of the way. I'm not saying you should kill him, but you can promote him out of here. Although you can kill him, sure. Abby? That's flesh. Flesh doesn't want that discomfort. Meanwhile, God's will for you is that this person that is stressing you is what will build your perseverance, will build your tenacity to hold on to things, will build your resilience and long-suffering, fruits of the Spirit, to a point where you can stand. The Bible, God he is concerned more about building you than all the things you want. I hope you are aware. So God wants you to go through that because he wants you to grow. But you, in your flesh, are praying, Lord, remove this man. Remove this woman. They are usually women. Remove this woman. You know, it's true. It's true. Saneka is just saying, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, but it's true. You can't, you can't. Anyway. Um, but It's true. Yes, women, that is. Um, but yes, so you are praying, take this man out of the way. The thing is making me say man. Take his man out of the way. That's flesh. The Holy Spirit is saying, pray as led by me. So you are praying in tongues, as to what to pray about in that situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Natural you wants to pray away the discomfort. God through the Spirit, wants you to grow. That is what praying in tongues does for you. That's why the Bible says when we pray, we are speaking mysteries unto God. It says we, our mind is unfruitful, but our spirit is praying volumes. Praise God. 
So do you understand why you need to pray in tongues now? Apart from the other, I gave another analogy about the fact that we do not even know what we should pray for as we ought. I gave that example also at workers' meeting, where you are supposed to pray for something, but because you cannot in your natural self understand all the subjects of that prayer point, it is impossible for you to pray accurately. So maybe I should use that example again. We said, we brought somebody out. Guy was a software developer, I think. And we said, so what if somehow Mark Zuckerberg saw your um, profile on LinkedIn, comes to Nigeria and says he wants to meet you tomorrow morning. And I asked the guy, pray your understanding. The guy was smart. He was just praying in tongues. He didn't want to me. <laughs> but how can you possibly cover every single thing that will give you favor with Mark Zuckerberg. Like I said, what if he got to customs and the customs people at the airport, the person that was stressing him and asking him to drop something, give something, ah, boys now, just looks exactly like you. So are you going to pray, Lord, please don't let the customs man look like me. Amen. What if, it, it rained like last week, Abby, remember, in the morning, Small shower like that. So what if it's that day that you want to go that the whole of heaven wants to pour? And then the trailers now decide to do what they do. So Lord, please don't let it rain in January. And don't let the trailers do what they do. Amen. Which one do you want to cover with your mind? So praying in tongues helps you pray what? Accurately. So that's what um, Romans 8 was talking about when it says, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Your mind cannot cover every single thing. Amen. So that's what praying in tongues does for you. It takes your flesh and your understanding out of the way. Now, what does fasting do for you? Remember we said that, so you've probably had more practice being carnal, being fleshly, than you have being being spiritual. So you have, you know there are some people here, if you've not eaten for three hours, you start misbehaving. You just see my eye is turning. Then you now start to, in Yoruba, you now start to conra. You just be provoking anyhow, because you've not eaten for three hours. After a while, you now sit down, you now be looking, and you're like, ah, are you sick? So what fasting, what, what fasting will do for you? Amen. The reason I'm laughing is because I know some people like that. They just turn to nonsense because they've not eaten. Now, what fasting? There was once, my sister told me about somebody. I have to say this one. I'm sorry. They were in the bank. They were working in the bank. Now, this is not, it's not even, it's not hungry joke. It's even something else, but you understand soon. So, they, so there was a girl, she's pregnant. And then they went to buy food for her. You know how pregnant people do now? So they went to buy food. I think she asked for maybe pomo, that she didn't want beef. And then they came back and they bought beef. So I think some people, pregnant people are already saying, ah. this girl, banker, she sat on the floor and started crying. <laughs> I told you not to buy for me. I told you not to come came to start begging. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you too. Why did you buy for me? Why did you? Uh, that has nothing to do with the message. <laughs> okay. But, but you know how some people are when 
you've not eaten. So typically, food, food gives strength. I mean, so now, if you are taking food out of the equation, that means you are making the flesh weak. You are subduing the flesh. So you cannot just fast without praying. Because what you are doing is when you are fasting and you are praying, number one, you are subduing the flesh. Number two, you are feeding the spirit. Did you get that? That's why the Bible says in Jude 20, it says when you pray in tongues, it says what? Beloved, what? Building up yourself in your most holy faith. So you are building up your spirit. You are building up your faith. You are charging yourself over the flesh. Amen. So that is why fasting cannot go without prayer. Now, fasting, maybe we should even define it. Fasting is when you take yourself in this situation, features of food, and from the strength that food gives your body, and you dedicate your time to seeking God. So it's not just that you're not eating. Praise God. There are days, I don't know about you, but there are days I've been so busy that I don't eat until seven. Does that mean I fasted that day? So, don't fool yourself into thinking that because we have declared a fast, you wake up, you join the prayer meeting at uh, 6 a.m., you do small shimmy, 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 and then because you are working from home, you stay in your bed, and you're just like that, and you're looking at your time till 6 p.m. You have not done anything, no. As in, and we already know now, the way time goes, when you are fasting. I think this is what happens. In heaven, the person in charge of time, when we declare a fast, they pass our folder to him. Then, instead of cranking it like this, you will not be doing like this. Then you will stop. Because there are some times you will check your time and it says one o'clock 15. You will go and you will come back and it will still be 1 30 15. I think that guy stops sometimes. <laughs> Just to show us. Because, like I said, God wants us to grow. So he's still teaching us long suffering. That's why, when we get to heaven, we'll know. But that's why I suspect. They just give him our fire. These people are fasting. Show them. <laughs> Amen. But jokes aside, when we are talking about fasting and prayer, and because we said that this journey is long, your spirit needs to be, it needs to be alive, it needs to be vibrant, it needs to be strong. Praise God. This is not the time. Whether church is calling for a fast or not, these are the spiritual exercises you need to be engaging in. If you want to see the fullness of what God has in store for us this year, you need to pray in tongues. You, need to, you cannot do without praying in tongues. You need to pray in tongues. You need to pray in the Spirit. You need to pray as led by the Spirit. Somebody asked a question yesterday. He said, um, I, if I pray in the Spirit, my mind wanders. So I get distracted. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, if I pray in tongues, my mind is unfruitful. He says, what then? He says, I will pray in the Spirit and I will pray in my understanding. So, 
and I think I helped that person. I hope I helped that person. It helps sometimes to have music, to have worship, especially just playing in the background. Amen. It helps. So that as you are praying, you see that your mind starts to wander, you're going to worship. It says, I will, I, will, I, will, I will worship in tongues and I will worship in my understanding. So you can switch. Amen. And also sometimes in that situation, especially when you are on your own, you can have certain things that can be your anchor. So it might be a scripture that you are, you are praying that day. It might be a prayer point, especially. And you just, you start, you start praying in the spirit. You see that your mind starts to wonder. You go to your understanding and you make your mind fruitful. Amen. I hope somebody is learning something. Because these are the things that will help us this year. Your uncle cannot help you this year. Your uncle is under pressure. They are removing subsidy, maybe. So your uncle has his own issues. Can't help you. It is those that know their God that will be strong and will do exploits this year. Praise God. It is those that know their God that will be strong and will do exploits this year. The people you know are under pressure. Okay? You will come back and you will, you will testify that they didn't have your time. But that will not be you in Jesus' name because you will not look to any man this year because this is the year of the Lord. And it says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. The Lord, he is my shepherd. I will not want. Not because things are not happening in Nigeria, but because the Lord is my source. It's people that know that, that it has left the pages of the book that they wrote, everything they were writing again, and they've internalized it. It's those people that this thing will help you. Praise God. All right. So you have been warned. All right, so, um, so we've talked about what fasting is. So let's look at Isaiah 58. So now I have to rush. Isaiah 58. The whole of Isaiah 58 talks about fasting, okay? So God was chastising the people that, is this the fast that I have called? Is this the fast that, that I ordained? Is this how you guys are misbehaving with the fast, okay? And that's, I'm not sure, I, we can't run through everything now, but we'll just take a couple of things out of it. So um, why, why do we fast? Number one, we fast to get direction. Fast to get direction, we fast to get answers. How many of us remember the story of Daniel? Daniel went on a fast just to get answers for what he was supposed to do concerning the prophecies that he had. So, in fact, while he was praying, he was already getting prophecies. And that's the next thing. So you will receive um, revelation. In fact, for myself, a lot of times, some of the weirdest experiences I've had as a Christian happen during my times of prayer and fasting. That's when you... I don't even know how to explain some of these things. You start having some interesting visions where you are seeing things. And then you start getting direction. start getting instruction. That's what a fast does. Now, a fast, the instructions and the directions have already been given to us. God is not holding anything. But what a fast does, don't forget, we said we are subduing the flesh. So what it does is it brings our spirit alive and puts us in a state where we can receive. It's almost like when we talk about frequency, there's, there's radio waves everywhere. If you don't tune into the correct station, you will not get anything. 
So what happens is when you are fasting, you are bringing your spirit to that spot or to that place where you can tune and receive. Praise God. So you are receiving instruction from heaven. You are receiving direction from heaven. You are receiving revelation from heaven. You are receiving a breakthrough, literally, from heaven. Because if you remember the story of, um, what's that king? Um, first, first uh, is it Chronicles, first Chronicles 20, um, King Jehoshaphat. So we had kings, he had like three or five kings, they came up against him, and he called a fast. And while they were praying, while they were worshiping, a prophet came, an instruction came. That's where we get that um, um, song and that scripture, the battle belongs to the Lord. Because instruction came, and that is how they got their victory. So a lot of the things that you are struggling with, sometimes you actually need to fast, take time out, so that you can hear clearly what you need to do. There were specific steps. Amen. All right. Um, during, okay, so this is, well, I, I believe it's specific to um, intercessors as well. When you are praying for someone, you can actually fast for that person. Praise God. You can go on a fast for somebody, on behalf of somebody. See, a lot of the intercessors in the Bible, they went on a fast for Israel, they went on a fast for Judah, they went on a fast for other people, for kings also. Amen. So what are the benefits? One, like I said, fasting weakens the voice of our flesh. It will weaken the voice. So your voice as, not if, also your physical voice for some people, because that's when you I can't, I can't. So it will weaken the voice of your flesh so that your spirit can be vibrant, okay? Two, it positions you to receive insight and revelation. Like I said with Daniel. Three, fasting leads to deliverance. We've said that already. Four, you can now use that because, like I said, God is more concerned about your growth. So fasting teaches you self-control. Fasting teaches you. So now you are nurturing that fruit of the spirit, which is self-control. So if you can deny yourself food, if you can actually put yourself into that state of discomfort, it gets easier to exhibit self-control in some other areas. Praise God. Now, some things that you need to realize. Number one, God does not owe you. So let's call this the meats. That you need to break. So some people feel that because they are fasted, that means they are going to push their file forward. Doesn't work that way. God doesn't owe you any favors. Everything God is going to do, he has done. Did you get that? So fasting is not to make God notice you. So you hear some people, I've fasted, I've prayed, and they are talking to God. I've fasted, I've done this, I've done that. And God is like, okay, but I've released everything to you. So fasting is not for God to notice you. Fasting is for you. It is for your own benefit. You are not helping God to hear your voice any clearer. He has heard you already. Praise God. Um, some people use fasting as a... Um, I don't even know what to call it now. To do sh- show, you understand? Uh, like, I, I don't even know what they call it. Uh, that one. To be priding, priding. Uh, 
fasting is not a mark of your maturity. It's not, it doesn't earn you any points in the spirit. So you think that's because you, you are a champion faster. We come up with words in this church. If you're a first time, I just take it like that. Because you're a champion, champion words faster. That means that in the realm of the spirits, they, know, they, don't even, they might not even know your name. It does not affect your placement in heaven. So don't come and be using that one to bugaos. Praise God. There was a church I used to attend. Although DCC is catching up. Those people could fast for like three quarters of the year. They were fasting. And it wasn't the redeemed Christian church of God. These guys could fast. Half of the year, their voices are gone. So if you know anybody in that church, <laughs> like I said, DCC is catching up. Last year, we fasted. Eh? This year, now, the whole of January, fast. And it's going to get better. Somebody had worse in their spirits. <laughs> it's going to get better. Amen. So it doesn't make you, it doesn't give you weight in heaven. Praise God. Um, it is not a, I don't know how to call this, but let's say it is not a, a duty. If you are fasting, so let's, because now we are pretty much fasting for the whole year. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Don't leave church. <laughs> Don't now let it become a chore. Don't let it just be something you tick off. Realize that there's benefits. Always have that sense that you are actually being built up by it. If it becomes a chore, it becomes religion. If it becomes religion, it is useless to you. Did you get that? So this is why I'm saying all these things. You probably need to go back to this. On those days where you feel like, ah, again, come back to this message and understand why we are doing it so that you realize that it is actually for our benefit. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, this year, the past couple of weeks, um, God has kind of shown me that there is an intense hunger in the house. There is an intense hunger. We want to grow. We want to know God. We want to love God. We want to... It's not even about, about the power, but... There is this hunger for God that I've been getting and I've been sensing, and I know that the people are in this place. Praise God. And, and the Bible says that blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. It says what? For they will be filled. So I guarantee you that you will be filled this year. So sustain that hunger. Don't let it go down. Do not let life and, and your, your job and whatever it is you are doing outside of here don't let it take that hunger away from you. Praise God. 
And I trust, I, I, because it is the year of the Lord, and this is a mistake a lot of people will make this year, because it's the year of the Lord, God's hand will be mighty on the house. Okay? Now, because God's hand is mighty on the house, some people will fall into complacency. This is the part where you actually need to take me seriously. Some people will fall into complacency because God's hand is mighty on the house. The word has been released. This is the year of the Lord. Amen. This year is for those people that will choose to know God, not just for his works, but for his ways. Those are the people that will be champions this year. Remember, um, I think it was Rev that said that every year brings its champions. The people that will be champions this year is not because God showed his hand and made you get that one billion naira deal. It is for those people that know God and have gotten into a deeper level of relationship with God to the point where heaven knows them. Those are the people that will be champions this year. Praise God. I hope, I hope we caught that one. So God's hand will be mighty this year, but choose to seek his ways beyond his hand. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I hope you caught that one. Just filter out the laugh. This is a serious bit. Choose to follow after God this year. Choose to follow after God this year. Praise God. I hope you were blessed this evening. Can we celebrate Jesus? All right. So let's give someone an opportunity. We, we, we've laughed, we've talked about God, we've talked about fasting and, and all the intricacies of it. But there's that one person that has not made Jesus his Lord. And we are saying that this is the year of the Lord. We want Jesus to be your Lord. You, you can't claim that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, if the Lord is not your Lord. So if you are in the house and you are not born again, uh, if, in, if you are in the house and somehow you backslid, You've lost your relationship with God. Come back to him tonight. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's just make that one person. I'm, I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and ministering to you right now. Today is that day of salvation. You need to make him your Lord if you are going to enjoy the benefits of him being your Lord. So if you are not born again, if you are not made Jesus your Lord and Savior, just raise your hand high above your head. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. You know you've lost relationship with him along the way. Let's, let's bring you back. Let's reconnect. Ushers, do we have anyone? We have... Wow. Okay, can you just make your way to the front? Just, Ushers, please direct that person. Congratulations. Just look at me. Hi. Look at me. Hey. Just put your right hand on your chest and say this right words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. 
forgive me my sin wash me with your blood I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life thank you father for I am born again in Jesus name amen all right can you just go with that young man